Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Where are we going politically? There's a, another question for you. Talks to restore devolution in this part of the world appear to be at something of a standstill uh, following what's described as a refusal by the DUP to agree a deal. Now, uh, yesterday the British government, the Irish government, uh, said that uh, progress had to be made in the talks to restore Stormont. But the Secretary of State, Julian Smith, he uh, referred to a deep disappointment that he had, that all the parties were not in agreement. And the finger of blame seemed to, last night, be pointed towards the DUP. I want to speak to John Manley, who's with the Irish News and uh, who's been writing about this as one of the political editors uh, across the country and uh, we'll be speaking to John very shortly on the programme. Uh, do you have hope, do you have a, a sense of belief that there will indeed be a deal? Will it come today, unlikely? Uh, will it come just after Christmas, possibly? Or will we get as far as an election? A lot of sceptics think that some parties aren't prepared to face the electorate. Uh, John is on the line. Good morning, John. Good morning, Frank. John, that was a bizarre day yesterday at Stormont. It just seemed to be mad, didn't it? All unraveled towards yeah. the end of the day when people thought there was about to be an, an, an announcement. Yes, well, I suppose, you know, there was an expectation when these uh, talks got underway on Monday that they would inevitably drag on to the deadline of uh, July 13th when the uh, Westminster legislation that enables uh, civil servants to intervene and control policy, but that expires. So, um, yes, as I say, expectation that they, they, they would drag on. But yesterday there was a sudden flurry of activity. and a, a, Yeah, drag, a, drag on to January optimism. 13th. Yes, sorry, yeah. January 13th, yeah. Uh, so, you know, the, and yesterday things suddenly escalated very quickly and there was an expectation that we would get a deal. And then suddenly uh, the heavens open, the rain comes down and everybody's pointing the finger at the DUP for uh, impeding agreement. The DUP really in the firing line yesterday evening, especially with the Secretary of State, who probably is not their best friend at the moment, uh, being in the Cabinet. He may feel that he has uh, a few old scores to settle. He'd never uh, admit that, of course. But he, d he did send a, a tweet last night whereby he was signing off on same-sex marriage documentation and congratulating people who would be getting married from Valentine's Day on who are sharing the, the, uh, 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 each love for each other in a same-sex relationship. And to some extent, it was just a reminder to the DU that it's not all going their way. 
it does. It did, it did seem that he was trolling the DUP last night with that uh, that uh, tweet about same-sex marriage. And really, I think what we're seeing, I suppose, is the the nakedness of the the uh, the relationship between the Tories and the DUP. Is there any certain elements within the Tory party? and the DUP because they, we no longer have the cover or the clothing of the confidence and supply deal which kept things sweet. That's what I suppose nationalist parties and, and alliance have been saying for the last two years that the, the, the Tories have been giving them cover. Now that with the confidence and supply gone it's the time to bring pressure on the DUP to strike a deal and they are a, a wounded party at the moment uh, you, you can see uh, I'm not sure whether Nigel Dodds who lost his seat a week ago would be having much input into these these talks you have to wonder is, is his influence still there uh, it's party down with two seat, uh, down two seats from their ten seats uh, and uh, a, a leader under pressure in Arlene Foster you know so this this is a big call, big test for Arlene, and a big call for her. She has the the the, 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 the election performance, which has been the blame for that being laid primarily at her door. She, you know, for uh, making the decision, obviously, her oversight of RHI, and then the capitulating for the regulatory border in the in the Irish Sea. So you can maybe understand uh, to a degree why the DUP is hesitant to jump in with both feet at this stage. They do say, of course, they're not going to go until they see what's in the document. They're not going to go until they see what the financial deal is. Uh, some people yeah. looking in would suggest that that seems fair enough. That, uh, that's not a bad strategy. Yeah, well, you, you could say that. And as I say, yes, you know, they're, they're reluctant to, to get swept up in all this, this way, pre-Christmas wave of optimism, you know, because really, you know, Christmas is in many ways a, a, a false deadline. Uh, you know, they'll go away. I saw for uh, Peter Peter Robinson's former uh, special advisor Richard Bullock tweeting last night that you know that the, the the party that relents last commands most power in a negotiation, and that could be that could be the DUP's negotiating strategy all along. Uh, it, there could always be a possibility that that could uh, blow up in their face. Uh, you know, if they just take, if they take play this game of brinkmanship a little too far, because they, the last thing they want to be doing is facing fresh elections, fresh assembly elections uh, in the new year. Yeah, Sinn Féin clearly believe that they have a darn good idea what's in the document. The DUP should have a good idea as well. And I, I think there's been reference to Gregory Campbell. I'm just looking at one feed coming through here uh, being described by Conor Murphy as disingenuous and something that he said to the, the BBC. So the, the reality is that there's a, there's a lot of ill feeling. Yes, yes, and yes, and it, it, that is one of the, the, the issues, I suppose, around the table is that is that general ill feeling that has festered, you know, for for three years, um, you know, and uh, I, uh, things don't necessarily bode well. Obviously, you know, the general consensus is that we want Stormont back, but the, you know, it, it'll come without that sort of that, that good feeling and optimism that perpetuated uh, the institutions post uh, 
2008 St Andrews Agreement. You know, when we, that that momentum was there. That like, come on, let's do this. The, the Chuckle Brothers, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and then and then Peter Robinson taking Ian Paisley's mantle, uh, and a certain degree of, as I say, of goodwill and momentum kept things going. We, there's maybe an absence of that as we go into any renewed uh, institutions. Is there any element of the DUP trying to negotiate something on the border down the REC that you've referred to? Are they, are they trying to clutch at straws towards that with regards to Boris Johnson before they go in? It's very possible, Frank. I don't know. They could be even holding on to the bridge to Scotland. Uh, you know, but, but we, as, as far as I understand it, their key concerns are around the Irish language and the petition of concern. And the petition of concern could all, also potentially, although the other parties and the two, two governments would uh, oppose it, you could potentially feed in to giving uh, consent for the for this uh, maintenance of that border in the Irish Sea at some point in the future, but you know I don't think anybody else, any of the other parties involved, uh, would allow the DEP to veto that. Uh, but this is the sort of protections they're looking for now. The, the petitioner concern has become even more important to them than it was uh, in previous mandates because they no longer have a, a majority. Uh, the whole the whole landscape within the assembly has shifted. Uh, so, you know, the DUP is now a minority party and probably where, you know, nationalism was 20 years ago when they were uh, so intent on securing the, the petition of concern. Finally, John, would you put your money on an agreement on the 12th of January? <laughs> uh, I'd like to think we might have one. Given what happened yesterday, I'd like to think we might have one before that. Um but you, you never know. Yes, I think the DUP uh, is being corralled and they have little option but to sign off on this. You know, in many ways, Arlene is damned if she does and damned if she doesn't. You know, depending on what this uh, Culture Act, uh, Irish Language Act looks like, you know, there will be critics on the, in, in the likes of the Orange Order. Uh, that will castigate her for signing up to it, but she has to. She has to move forward and restore the institutions because the the paralysis uh, I think that has existed for the last three years and this is intensified and been highlighted by the health crisis is not sustainable. And just very very briefly, John, we're not expecting any outcome today, are we? No, as far as I know, Frank, uh, did nobody. I, I fired off a couple of texts last night to see if anything was happening. I haven't. Res- received ever any response. I think uh, everybody's gone back home and is getting down doing their uh, Christmas shopping, as far as I know. So I wouldn't expect any meetings today. Okay, uh, John, uh, thank you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.